Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 269 for January 6th, 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, is Bill Lutz and Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Woodworking Shop, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley New Haircut Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and of course, Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. What are we working on, gentlemen? Our first podcast of 2021. Very exciting. Let's talk to Mr. Bill Lutz. What are you? What is that? Windex? What are you doing over there? I was writing down important stuff because I do that while we're podcasting. Uh, what Perfect. am I working on? You know what? I'm, I've decided because I've been thinking about this. I'm tired of not working on something now. And um, I'm going to make another uh, uh, guitar. And the reason behind that is I'm down to only two that I kept. And um, I want another one. And I thought I really like making them. And they're easy for me to make. And they don't take up a lot of space. And I don't have to use a lot of big, crazy tools. So I'm going to try and uh, build another cigar box guitar. I think I'm going to start that very soon. Mm, cool. Exciting. Are you going to try to challenge yourself with new designs or just try to improve upon your current sort of sort of way of doing it? I, I, I haven't decided yet. I, I might want to make it out of something different other than a cigar box. Mm. Um, uh, an old gas can is a very, it's an actual thing that people used to do 100 years ago. You know, like the little one-gallon gasoline cans mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. that real tinny sound to it. Um, so I don't know. People make them out of all kinds of stuff. Maybe I'll try and make a an actual guitar guitar, but just in a small, scaled-down, three-string style, like I like the slide style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, actually make a solid body. Um, I don't know. But I was thinking, about, yeah, I could do something. What about instead of the scarf joint for the neck, you use a box joint? And you might want to explain what you're saying. Because like, you know how you like sort of the neck and then the head or whatever the, uh-huh. the right, tuning. Right, right. Eh? So instead of a scarf joint to join them, because you do them at a bit of an angle, right? So that mm-hmm. you can put some mm-hmm. tension. Instead, you use a box joints there and then you just sand it so well, that it's like, nice and flush. Like a finger joint. So it would, it would have, yeah. yeah, it would have the indentations of where the, the yeah. Yeah. that's kind of a neat idea, Phil. That'd I'm going to write fun. that down. Yeah. Yeah. That look cool. Box joint. I think it would be more like You could also make it so that it's not a glued finger joint so that you could, and then you'd have like, let's say, uh, maybe this is stupid, I don't know, but you'd have like knobs on the top and the bottom so that you could adjust the tension of the strings and you'd sort of pull it back and tighten that down, but maybe not. I don't that's, know. that's another interesting idea. However, the tuning pegs themselves do that. They, they adjust right. the tension of the strings. Well, how cool would it be if it was the, just keeping the strings under tension is what kept the head on and if you loosen the strings, the head fell off. 
No, but I would, would, how cool would it be to make your Wawa by being able to crank on the neck, the headstock, because it's actually a joint, you know, right, a, a swivel right. joint. Yeah. Wow, 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 Because wow. you, you can do that. I mean, a lot of guys do that where they just bend their neck a little bit. But if you design this so the whole thing moves, so you can actually like really dramatically put stops on change it. So you could, it. Yeah. Right. But put put a stop <laughs> on it so you can only go so far. So technically you go just like a... It's on a pin, right? Yeah. yeah and it has a stop. Yeah. Right. It has a stop in the position where it's supposed to be. And then a stop so you can't pull it too far. And when you let go of it, it falls back to the first stop. And that's in tune. Right. That's hmm. fun. That's I like fun, that. yeah. That sounds like a Tim Sway project to me. I, I feel like I should. <laughs> you could do the original finger joint thing. Yeah, I do like the finger joint idea, just because it would leave the little valleys. Uh, if you, if you, because if you move a finger joint, it's it's halfway. It's going to have little valleys. I, I don't know what you would call it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that well, would be kind of neat. Or I could fill those no. little valleys with epoxy or something to colored yeah. epoxy well if you have a mm -hmm. if, you, if you put the fingerboard over the joint the fingerboard could actually be the stop and then you would just round out the you know the part that has to be rounded out so it can move and then your fingerboard is still flat and then you would just have that you know the sort of rounded edge underneath the fingerboard hits the fingerboard when you bend it down to stop you let go and it i think you could do it all pretty well, seamlessly the void yeah i'm not the doing that side if you yeah. did that right yeah right. I, I might do the finger joint just the to be able to put it, but it'll be. I'm not going to make it to where you can wah wah it. I'm just going to yeah, make yeah, it yeah. solid. Oh yeah, no. Then you, yeah, then you would just yeah sand it and fill it or whatever. But, but yeah, I, yeah, that'd be fun. What? Yeah, yeah. What, I'm like, see, that's like the thematic stuff is is exciting. So what if like what if there's like some theme like that, like where everything had a reference to a box, like every like all these like little details like that, or like to a box joiner. You know, I mean, like I don't know. It'd be kind of fun to figure out some way to, to make a cigar well, box so guitar that's like all everything about it is a box you know well one of the one of the things that, that people do and i have this specific type of box is you sand off all the all the uh the ads on the box like the brand and everything and then you can do some hodgepodge with print up some labels one mm. guy likes to take um he prints out matchbook covers like um old matchbook covers you can just print them out and then put them in between the frets right Right. So the whole neck is like these matchbook covers. You can then hodgepodge over them. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe maybe just mess around with it and uh, try and design something different. You do comic I guess. books on the actual um, like comic book pages, like old ones. If you ever find them in a garage yeah. sale, you find like 1960s like Spider Man or whatever, and you uh, do that for the actual cigar box where you'd mod podge it. Something something fun. cool. Yeah yeah no that's fun. That's fun. I like that. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's that's so I'm not working on anything, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. No, he's putting it on his vision board. Yeah. Oh, yeah, vision board. I call it a pad and paper, but hey. Yeah, no, it's just what 12-year-old girls call it. But you know, same thing. Um, Tim. <laughs> my sister used to have one. Yeah. Um Tim, what's on your vision board? <laughs> 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 I like that. Uh, nothing. Hold on. That's no another vision. topic idea. What's on your vision board? That could be next week. All right. Uh, you know you what? Know what? I'm writing it, write that down. I'm writing it down yeah. right now. Okay. <laughs> Episode 270. What's on your vision board? Uh, that well, that's on our vision board now. I guess it's official. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's on my vision board? I am. Uh, 
I've, I've been waiting on parts to finish up the seven string guitar and uh, they finally arrived so I'm working on that I've got um, I knocked out a hundred uh, custom order for a hundred guinea pig tanks to go into a uh, like a one of those like subscription boxes I, those that was pretty easy to do I knocked those out in basically a day but now uh, Maddie and I have started to tackle the order for 1,000 of them that are going to Europe um, Wow so Maddie came in she, we had to finish up stock my inventory up finish up some other stuff and then start into those and uh, you know we kind of get to the end of the day and after doing all the other ones for me and stuff Maddie's like well you know that's that's 80 of them I was like oh great only 420 left to go of that style <laughs> you know before the other 500 it's like, it's like crazy what are you going to do when she goes back to school but she's in school right now but like well she's on she's on break right now uh, but she's yeah. you know uh, the, this, the thousand will be done by then we'll, we'll have them done in a couple of weeks okay, okay, okay. you know so I, I I have no doubt that you're paying Maddie. Um, yes, highly. But I, something well. tells me that you're not paying Gwen. Why is that? Mm. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I actually ageism. Every dollar I earn goes to Gwen. Gwen is in charge of all the money, so I mm. I don't get paid. Mm. Everything, mm-hmm. everything. That answer was very rehearsed. No, it's not. That you know, was. when we very got polished, when we got married. Um, she owned a condo and I owned a house, and then we bought this house together. Um, she sold her condo to a friend, so she closed right away. We bought this house and moved in. And then it took me a couple of months to sell my house, and I had some equity in it, you know. And um, it was like the first time in my life I had equity. You know, I was a struggling musician, and you know, I flipped a couple of houses, and I got to that point. And then it took me, I finally sold the house, and I got all done with the closing costs, and I had a big old check, you know. Uh, and I, I, this is, we've been married for like four months at the time, and I just walked up to her, I handed her the check, and I said, You do what's right with this. And, uh, and and that's just been the system ever since, because Gwen's really and good. She at that burned stuff. it. True story. No, well, they went to Vegas first, right? <laughs> yeah. But I uh, know she's she's really she's really good with that. Um, I you know Gwen is uh, very organized and, and and frugal and stuff. And honestly, one of the reasons that I can live the way people are always like, well, how does this guy live? He doesn't really do anything. He just like makes videos. That's one of the reasons we can live the way we do and 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 you know work this way is because because of Gwen's contributions to what did you want me to say honey your contributions to <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm, kidding. Mm-hmm. no no but seriously because of Gwen's ability to manage money and you know and all that stuff you know it's like a dollar saved is a dollar earned or whatever the that silly saying is and like it's true yeah 100% and so and that's been like that I mean, only goes so far of course the, you need top line earnings to be able to save the to have the dollar in the first place yeah and and a yeah. lot of it is, I mean just like things like buying buying bulk when you can and this you know and all those things and you would like it's easier to do when you have a little bit of a cushion you know it's harder to do when you you live in paycheck to paycheck and um right but yeah that's you know i mean we're we're the newest car we own is from 06 you know what i mean like we just we're just always still, bragging yeah we're just oh yeah that, that's new to you right i mean you know no car payments paying out the credit card like all those things it's like it's it's you know yeah so we make a good but it, frankly i think the reason it works is because you guys are a team like it, it wouldn't well, work if only one of you was okay with this oh right if i was like if i was like you know i mean i i'm a very frugal person too but could, you know like i could blow it easily on tools and guitars you know what i mean like i guess right. i i guess i know better at this point but um no but if you did it wouldn't work right, right exactly you couldn't be the saver and like you yeah. can't be an ant married to the grasshopper right yeah exactly exactly so yeah we're you know and that's that's how we do it and i couldn't do it without her you know so you're not gonna pay her 
No. No. Also, she listens <laughs> no. to this podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah the, the short answer is I'm not paying her. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the scenic route. <laughs> um, yeah, but so besides guinea pig tanks and that guitar, I've got a, I got like three other guitars. Oh, this was fun. Um, I'm super excited about this. That I found a local. Did I tell you this? I found a local cardboard manufacturer. Um, nope. So. You know, I've been buying cardboard from shipping companies. They're, they sell them in, like, just flat panels of cardboard for, like, they put them on pallets between things and stuff. And so I've been buying them and paying to get it shipped here. It's shipped in cardboard, of course. Sometimes it's just wrapped. Edges are banged. They, they get warped and chipped and, you know. And um, and I wanted to find a more sustainable and less wasteful way. So I, I found a guy. It's just this weird mutual connection that connected me to a person that I used to know. He was back when he was in college. He was a bar back at a bar I used to play. So I actually know the guy and he knew my name. Uh, that works for a company that makes cardboard boxes down in Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's about a half hour from here. And um, it's perfect. Yeah. So I, you know, he he quoted me out, um, you know, to make to make sheets and he, you know, I was like, can you do small orders? And he's like, he's like, yeah. I mean, we could do orders as small as fifty. I was like, oh no, I was thinking small orders like five hundred. He's like, oh, you're good, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I just picked up eight hundred sheets of cardboard from him. They're cut to the size that I want, so I can just put them right in my laser. Um, and I did half of them are uh, like matte white on one side, and, oh. and so like I'm doing some of them. They're gonna be two colors now. It's gonna be the dark ones and the and the white ones. Um, so you know, I'm trying to improve in the the perceived value of the product and make them more like now there's something you can paint and decorate we're gonna the kids and I are gonna paint some of them and stuff um and uh and I yeah I, like I literally drove down there in my minivan and just filled it up with these sheets of cardboard and drove it home and you know how important that is to me about working locally and keeping things locally I just I, I I'm so excited about that like they there's these big machines that just they, you put paper in one end and cardboard comes out the other you know, and it's and it's mm-hmm. like right here. You had to take the minivan because your truck's bed wasn't big enough, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's too far to go in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be embarrassed when he got there? Yeah, no, it, it would have taken a little longer than I wanted to in the truck. But you know, it was raining that day. Um, right. Yeah, but uh, so uh, that was kind of cool, like that. You know, and it's like like we kind of joking about in the preacher. I live in this very small state, you know, but there's like there's like someone doing everything here. You know what I mean? And it's like another... Of course. Of it's course. like another... I feel like every state is like that. Exactly. All the states, I feel, are pretty, like, self-reliant. And That's we, the point. You know, and I hate to admit it, like, I never shop at Amazon. Um, but when I when I started this guinea pig tank thing, the the first couple pieces of, or packages of cardboard I bought were on Amazon because it was the only place I could find them for a decent price. Then I tried, like, Uline, and I tried... Um, Ugh. Um, it's retail, I know, retail. I know. And I tried... Um, uh, was the other one um, McMaster Car? You know, then I found some cardboard box. I was buying from all these different places, and it's just like, like this, this sucks. You know, like why am I? I'm getting cardboard shipped from you know, Ohio or whatever, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, sure enough, there's someone. So that's just like that's my little that's my advice for the end of the, the tip at the end of the podcast is like find someone doing what you need local because even if it even if it costs you a couple cents more a piece, it's so much better. You know, yeah. it's so worth it. Yeah. And this ended up the prices ended up being. Um, identical, I mean, with pennies, pennies different, right? Uh, to get these made to order, um, but actually less because I, I could just go pick them up and I'm not paying for shipping, so it's actually less. Right, you know, and another, it's on your schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An- another advantage too. I mean, you you might be paying a little bit more for it, but there's there's an opportunity for connections. To yeah, be made. I'm paying and into my whether community. it's 
Yeah, I mean, it's just putting putting that number in your Rolodex is always always a good thing. Well, even and, so, like the know. guy you know that I set the order up with me, he passed me you know, the passed me onto the accounting department to pay the bill, and I'm talking with her, and and she said, "Oh, which wait, which company is this?" Because like, he he actually worked for a different division of the company that makes like a honeycomb kind of cardboard thing, some packing material. She started telling me all these other things they make. And I was like, oh, and then I just started thinking like this honeycomb packing material, the way she was describing it sounded like really interesting. It started giving me some ideas and some inspiration for maybe some potential future products that could be made yeah. from it, you know? That's so, what they make the desks from for Ikea. Right, and they make They're the... honeycomb on the inside. Yeah, and they make... Like, there's actually, I just saw a thing, one of these sad COVID hospital, you know, places get put together. They have these like cardboard beds that they, you know, and they make these like wards, these emergency wards and stuff. They're made out of honeycomb yeah. cardboard that has like, can hold like 400 pounds because of the way it's put together right. and stuff you know yeah yeah okay that's enough nonsense from me how about you phil okay so i have a weird hodgepodge of stuff that i did this week um one i feel like we're one of the, like the last people to do this but we got one of those fancy schmancy doorbells that like uh, has video on it we got the uh the google hello nest or whatever mm -hmm. and um <laughs> And so these, installing one of these things is always an adventure because you go and you test your low-voltage AC at the doorbell. And you're like, okay, i got 19 volts. It says it needs between 16 and 24 volts. I've got 19. I'm good. Well, of course, AC works under, like, you're measuring it under no load. So it should fall to the 16. Anyways, um, so the ring doorbell works fine. Great. But it, my transformer was not enough to power both the doorbell chime and the ring. So we only get the notification on our phones. Um, so then I think, oh, you know what? I'll just replace the doorbell chime because it was old and because um, I read a lot of reviews on this one and it said that it works specifically with this one doorbell that I have. Great, got it. Took four days, we got it, I installed it, and without the ring doorbell, meaning the Google thing, it works. So I know I wired it correctly then as soon as the ring is activated, it doesn't work. So now I'm on the point where I just ordered a new transformer and uh, I went nuts. Instead of 16 or 19 or 20, I got a 24 volt. And so that should be enough. I'm sure someone's gonna tell me that it's not just the voltage, it's the amperage. I think I got enough amperage also. So I'll keep I don't it posted for next week. I think it's gonna be the amperage. I think it's just, it's, it's DC, so it's- No, it's AC. Have, oh, it's AC. Yeah, it's low voltage AC. That's right, what powers. They're the coils that <laughs> fire a little, almost bullet at the metal um, ringer, and so it goes bing bong, and a second one rings it. There's a transformer inside the Google thing that turns it from AC to DC, but yeah. the doorbell itself works off low voltage AC. It's a coil that fires. And it's yeah, it's like ringer. 110 that's coming in at it, but then that coil turns it into like absorbs most of it, right? Is that so it's a there's there's a primary and a secondary winding on an AC transformer, mm. and so the primary is the 110 volt, and that's like, it happens to be, and I found it because I googled where are these things usually kept doorbell transformers. It's at it was at my uh, my panel right, so mm. it was at my panel, and it takes that 110 volt AC and converts it into what is supposed <laughs> right, to be 16 so, volt oh, AC back at the panel, not inside the doorbell. I it's not an H bridge. It's an yeah. AC to AC transformer. So, okay, I am confused now. So, you're saying that the voltage coming out of your breaker box is low, AC low? Not well, no, it's out of the breaker box. It's 110, but then it goes. But into the doorbell a itself converts it to a low voltage. Not the doorbell, the, the transformer. The transformer that's near it looks the. Like a, box. Yeah, it looks like a little cube. 
and then it's wired to the doorbell and then wired to the chime. And the chime oh. uses a little coil. Think of a rail gun. It works like a rail gun. So it's basically mm. a voltage that charges up a coil that when released almost fires this little metal cylinder that's the striker. It yeah, almost like a, sounds like, like it would have been just easier to to mount because um, you can get like the ring I have if I want to just plug in a little transformer and turn it into 12 volt DC or whatever it is I just put a little hole through the wall right by the doorbell mm-hmm. and, and put it right there and a little silicone will plug that hole as opposed to trying to tap everything off of that 110 after the low voltage transformer oh, it's right. not it's before no so the one the 110 goes into the, nine, into the 16 volt AC the 16 volt AC goes up to the chime and from the chime, it continues on to the doorbell where the Google product turns that AC internally and changes it to DC. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, we just got one that my, I think my dad gave it to me. It's just like it has a little battery, and we just we just screwed it on the railing outside. And every, yeah. every two weeks, we got to change, you know, charge the battery. And that was That's it. what I do. Pretty I just easy. take it off the wall on Saturdays yeah, and bring it in the garage. We didn't get the, the doorbell. We just got the camera. You know, <laughs> it's right. Easier. So, yeah. yeah. So this one, you, you, we could have gotten a battery power one. We got the hardwired one because I went out and measured it. But either way, this was an easy thing. Twenty dollars. I'll get a new transformer and it'll power them both. Uh, well, I, I want. I want some updates on this because this is. Um, I'm not used to this. Maybe this is something I don't. I've never seen a low voltage AC transformer. That powers like doorbells and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, it powers the coil that fires the cylinder against the. Well, speed, I know how a doorbell works. Yeah. yeah, so that's how it works. Um, so that was one project. The other one is I finally put up the second section of the desk that I had built for my uh, my electronics workbench because I got the power supply. I ordered. Po- I was going to build a power supply for my Commodore 64 because it uses. Oh, we're back to this. Both DC and AC current. <laughs> it uses both. It uses both. The Commodore 64 uses um, nine volt DC. Sorry, twelve volt DC and nine volt AC. The nine volt AC powers like a, a clock cycle because of the 60 hertz, and the DC powers the circuitry. And you need both. And I actually ordered a tiny little 9-volt AC transformer, and I was going to build a power supply for this thing. And I was like, you know what? The Commodore 64s, after being over 40 years old, are already very finicky. I didn't want to introduce something that maybe was my error. So I went out and I bought um, one of these new modern... um, They they make them. Like, there's this uh, supplier out of Poland called Keylog. And they make modern... Commodore 64 power supplies and they're brilliantly made. It's a beautiful product. But by the time I got it it was $90. Um, but I have nothing but gra- like this is like money well spent. It's a beautiful be- <laughs> like the cables are gorgeous. It's got like this tiny little OLED screen on it that tells you the exact voltage and amperage it's pulling, how many hours is on it like it's a boat or something. And uh <laughs> And so I powered it on, but then I realized I don't have a cable to plug the computer into a, a TV. So that was the next thing I ordered. But all to say, I, I built the desk port of where it's going to sit. I'll, I'll post it later. But it was uh, that was reclaimed from a previous desk I had built out of 2x6s. So that was fun. Um, and I feel like I did something else. Oh, the ice rink. Man, the ice rinks. <laughs> so 
the update on the ice rinks is is that I get calls and emails and Facebook Messenger questions constantly from everybody about these rinks that I built them. They're like, hey, we've been flooding and it's not working. And I'm like, mine's not working either. It's not cold enough right now. Yes. People don't seem to understand that it's it needs to be like. Out. <laughs> well, for us, it's been it's been about I want to say mid twenties. But it's really got to be in, like, the low teens for, for this to freeze. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be cold like, to freeze four inches of water. Yeah. It's, like, for anybody in a normal country, it's got to be minus 10, right? Minus 10 Celsius is what it's got to be. And people think, like, yeah, but it's zero is freezing. 32 is freezing, right? Like, that's the melting point. Yeah. So that's where but the ground is anything 40. below that is fine. Yeah, but the ground but is 40. Not. The ground has heat. You know what I mean? It takes a long time yeah. for that heat to disappear. <laughs> it's just it's no good and the sun all day and never mind yeah. anyway so i finally am explaining to people properly like guys it's, it's got to be really cold really cold we should so have introduced our topic and then had you talk about everything going on because everything you're that's going on for you is exactly yeah. our topic <laughs> it's true you know what it's been one level of frustration after the next so our topic is why is everything so hard <laughs> and so <laughs> that's exactly what it is because that was what right? i said to myself today I was at yeah. the shop working, I was, and, and Maddie, I was like, I swore, Maddie's like, what is that? I was just like, everything's hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, why is it being so hard? God. Uh, um, you know, and so there are certain challenges, but I will say the doorbell thing has certainly been annoyance, because, like, obviously I've got to pre- pretend to be an expert in front of my wife. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 it's the transform. Oh, no, we got to get a new chime. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no, you know what? It is the transformer. I measured it with my multimeter. You know, I got to sound like an expert to my wife for some reason. Um, otherwise, she'll never trust me with another, another project ever again. So I'm on, on attempt her, number her two. Her love for you is not that fickle. You can make a mistake. You can be a human and have flaws, and she will still love you and trust you. No, you've never met her. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, of course. I tell her, I say, listen, every single project I do is for the first time. Yeah. So I'm learning. But, you know, the next electronic you know, cloud-based camera doorbell I install, I'll get it right in the first time. Do you know what what kind of a skill set that is just to be able to tackle something for the first time? Because that's, that's not something a lot of people do. It's not. Yeah. You know, espe- especially in a multitude of, of, of different, you know, mediums that you're doing, whether whether it's your, your, your almost real job or you're making... Totally. I, I mean... That's that's an awesome skill set to have, seriously. To be able to say, you know what, I can do this because you just have that confidence and that. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's a, a future topic too. Is like, what is? No, it, it's what know? Jimmy said. Like, I'm doing this for the first time. Let's go slow and let's figure it out. Like, I swear to God, like I want that on my epitaph. Like, let's go slow. Let's figure it out. And that's exactly what I did. I went slow. Read the instructions. Watched the videos. You know, and I just. We'll figure it out, you know, like to have the confidence to know that no matter what happens, we'll figure it out and we'll, we'll get it right. But, um, but to have the, I guess, the courage to be okay with failing if it doesn't. And, you know, another, another part of it is um, sometimes walking away too. Like we forget that sometimes. Like a lot of times you get, mm. you get yourself, you're working on something, you're frustrated, you know, and you're like, sometimes just walking away. Uh, I had the other night, um, I went out to, to leave work and it was stayed late and it was dark i think it was new year's eve even i don't know <laughs> whatever day it was and um and my little key truck didn't start like i like i turned the key and there was like nothing like no dummy lights or nothing 
And um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, my battery is completely dead, you know? I was like, how did that happen? So I go, I grab the jumper cables and for the jumper box and I go to start it and there's still nothing. I'm like, you know what? And it's dark out. I got, you know, my phone's got a 10% battery left. I'm shining around trying to figure out what it is. And I, and I said to myself, it's something dumb and it's dark out and it's cold out and I'm tired. I'm going to leave it here. I'm going to call my wife and get a ride home and I'm going to figure it out tomorrow. And so okay. after it took me like 20 minutes to get to that point, of course, or 15 minutes to get to the point. So tomorrow, you know, in daylight, I can look and I can see there's a little box right after the battery open up. There's a fusible link in there that's blown. So I, yep. you know, that was it. Um, you know, huh. but you know, because that's why, because there's like no power to anything. And this is after trying to push start the truck, and which I knew wouldn't work because there were no, <laughs> well, it's really easy to push. But <laughs> I actually pushed it all the way across my barn, or the whole length of the barn. Um, and then into one of the bays so I don't have to lay in the cold, wet ground <laughs> to work on it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's just mm. easier to push it here than get a <laughs> get a piece of cardboard out. <laughs> ah, I thought you thought so, like you were like going to jump it that way and then you could just like, it would start and then you could just hop into the driver's seat and continue driving. Well, no, well, that's what I tried that first. And that was why. Oh. So I'd already, so I'd pushed it already like down the little hill into the grass and it, yeah. and, it, oh, I and it didn't work. And then I was like, well, okay. I'm not going to lay here in the grass. So I'm going to go push it right, right, back to the pavement. And I was like, well, I'm halfway to the other end of the barn, and there's an empty garage bay there, so I might as well push it indoors so I'm out of the elements in case it takes me a couple hours, you know. So Right. So, well, yeah, so I think it's also a question of towed- ego, right? Don't we have a bunch of, like, don't, I, I'll speak for me. I have an ego. If I think I can fix something and it's not working, it takes a long time for me to give up and then, like, I don't know, walk away, sleep on it, go Google it or whatever. I think I can just power through and figure it out. Mm. Let me count on one hand how many times that's worked. You know, uh, it, it sounds funny, but when you're working on something for the first time, you're less likely to do that, right? When you're working yeah. on something for the first time, because you're you're stepping a little lightly, you're you're taking a breath, you're you're stepping back a little bit because you're you're already approaching it with this idea that okay, I got to figure this out, go slow, yeah. like you were saying. Mm-hmm. When we don't, when we get frustrated, it's something that we, we're pretty confident we can do. And usually it's something that you've done a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It's not working. You don't have the right tool. Something's going on. You're getting frustrated when you should just go back to that basic of, let me step away. Let me take a breath. Cause sure. this, but it's, it's, there's something in it. Like you said, your ego kicks in. I've made a thousand of these or I've fixed that you know, 20 times or whatever it is. Mm. Right. And it's funny. It's the stuff that we know how to do that we're skilled at that we get the most frustrated because our ego kicks in and won't let us yeah. you know, tell Very ourselves, true. okay, maybe we, we can't do this right now or, or I'm screwing up. You know, that's usually what it comes down to. I'm screwing up. Or or you you try and it's like, okay, this thing I need to do like for your exam for your truck, right? I'll fix it. I'll use my lighter as a light source. I'll you, you'll try all these stupid things to try and figure this out when it's like, you know what? It's dark, it's cold, it's wet. This is not the time to try and get this truck run and call my wife. Yeah. You know, luckily you didn't spend more than 20 minutes on that, but that's usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I realized pretty quick that I was just not, I was going to end up swearing and throwing wrenches. So <laughs> yeah. That, and that, it comes with age and, and practice of, you know, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I still find myself. And again, it's like, I'm not mechanically inclined. Like I'm not a, a, a gear head, you know? So that was why it was easier for me to do that. Whereas like, you know, yeah, if it was a guitar, I'd probably be like, probably still be there, you know, <laughs> like, you know, because because of that ego kicking in, you know, like, oh, yeah, I, I can sure. solve this. But um, you know, so it's funny. Do you I, think? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, finish I was up the story. Say, do you 
Yeah. Well, do you think that's? Um, yeah, you cut me off track here now. Okay. Oh, do you sorry. think it's? Do you think it causes us? Do you think things get harder that we do it to ourselves, or do you think it's circumstance? What what most often happens? For sure, it's circumstance. Um, no, sorry. For sure, we do it to ourselves. Is what I mean. Yeah. You know, it's that frame of mind that you're in at that time. Here's an example. That breakdown I had about uh, building the jungle gym that I did for my daughter, right? So yeah. I, I finished doing it last week for. The, oh, that was another thing I did. So uh, I finished building it. It had all these accessories like a, a climbing ladder and a trapeze swing and a couple of gymnast rings. And if you recall, when I told the story, there was this buckle that was used to basically um, loop over the gymnast ring, and that's what sort of connected it on both sides so that it would be stable as it is, right? That's what connected the rope. Anyways, I did it last week, clear of mind, having slept properly, and I I was like, okay, this is super easy. What was the problem? You Mm -hmm. know, but it was entirely the frame of mind I was in. I was exhausted mentally and physically to the point where this very, very simple mechanical metal buckle just sort of caught me at the end, and it was like, why is this so hard? It wasn't hard. I just wasn't in the right place or the right time for me to tackle it. I I remember that just reminded me of... Um, the the year that I went to college, uh, it was in Pennsylvania, and my you know family was in Connecticut. And I was driving home late at night after like a long day of school and work. It was like coming up to a weekend. It was a long, just it was a long year, <laughs> you know. And I was driving my dad's car for some reason. I think I took my car because I left uh, his car because I left my car with him to get it repaired. So I was driving his POS car. I was un- unfamiliar with and uncomfortable driving, and I was driving back, and I was I got screwed up driving because this is before cell phones and you know stuff i just i had directions written down you know and i got screwed up and i got onto the wrong highway and i got it was like late at night and i was driving around some sketchy neighborhood outside of the city um you know like the the bronx or whatever somewhere i don't even know where i was exactly but i was i was supposed to be on the sawmill parkway and i'd gotten off and i was trying to get back on the sawmill parkway but i kept calling it the merit parkway because that's the one that's near where, where i live now and so, like, I was just, like, asking people on the side. I'm like, do you know how to get to the Merritt Parkway? And they're like, no, sorry, dude. Like, no one in New York knows that, you know, how to, they don't have cars. <laughs> New Yorkers, you know. And the ones that do, they wouldn't, why would they know that? Like, you know, and I was just like, I'm trying to get back on the Merritt Parkway. We don't, and I just, there was just that same, like, I was all frustrated and, and scared. And I finally figured it out and got back on and got on. But it wasn't until, like, the next day that I realized I was saying the wrong highway because I wasn't <laughs> thinking clearly. And it's like, if I had said, do you right. know how to get to the sawmill? Every one of those person would have been like, "Oh yeah, it's right over there," or the hutch, whichever one it was. I don't remember, but um, right. But you know, it was just like when you get to that moment, and that's what happened to you with that knot. You're like, oh, you get to that moment, and your brain is like, it just breaks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it yeah. broke. I broke. It broke. I was broken. And you can't. Yeah. You can't. You know, it's like you can put two plus two on a piece of paper, and you can't add it. You just can't. You shut down. You know. Yeah. The circumstance still has. Uh, it's, it's place. I mean, one of the things that happens to me a lot at work when simple things become hard, uh, especially if I'm by myself, is because I get called away from doing something simple. You know, um, for example, installing uh, the, the sink in the bathroom. It's a simple, fairly simple thing to do to just put a new simple cabinet up against the wall, cock it in, put the plumbing on there. But it was like every two steps I would make, the phone would ring and I would have to leave and then come back. Mm-hmm. And instead of being able to, instead yeah. of being able to sit through, think it out, know what I need to go get. I made 20 trips to Home Depot because I kept forgetting 
the next piece I need. I mean, luckily for Window me, Home sealer, Depot. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Home Depot is literally right across the street from the airport. So, oh, but sweet. it's still it's because every time I get a phone call, you have to reset. You know, and it's just it's. It, do you, so do you sometimes circumstance. The, yeah. Yeah. The cell what? phone age. Do you find that the cell phone age makes that happen way more often than it used to? Of course. Yes and no, but I mean the advantages to a cell phone. Oh yeah, I, I remember it, well life before a cell phone. Yeah. I I would never go back ever. I I wouldn't go back either. And I am like a huge techie, so I definitely yeah. love having it. But I can see the flip side of it, where we are constantly distracted. We are always stressed out because of the need to be connected. We are well, constantly and that's the thing is that for information. It's not a need to be connected, though. It's the feeling of a need to be connected. Right. And, and one it's thing I can out. do, right? One thing I can do is I can put my phone down. I can scroll past something that is annoying on Facebook. I can I can turn it off. I can walk away from it. I don't like to most often because it. it ha- Some people having the phone on them, it's a very challenging thing. It's like they, you know, oh my gosh, how do I put this down? I can't that 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 need to be connected thing where I'll bring it with me. And if it's, I'll, I'll silence it. I'll turn it off. I don't have to. However, I don't want to leave the house without it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, you feel naked. it's still the, the yeah. Adva- yeah. The advantages are, are just too great to having it. But you know, the, what happens to me is like, I have, I turn my ringer on at the shop. It's always off except for at the shop. Um, and I have it on. And so if my wife calls me or texts me, you know, one of the kids needs me or something, I'll, I'll hear it. And so what happens is, you know, I'll hear it. And then I'll, I'll, you know, go to look and make sure it's not an emergency or they need me. 99.9% of the time, it's nothing I need to see or know. But it's like I'll pick it up where it's like an, it's an Instagram message instead of my wife or whatever. And it's like, ah, put it back down. And then you're like, well, while I'm here, I might as well just check it. You know, and then, so it's like all mm-hmm. then five minutes later, it happens again. It's like, well, while I'm here and hold on, I might as well just check it. And that's what happens to me all the time. But like, I feel like I'd be an irresponsible husband and father if I like put the phone on stun and just clocked out for six hours in 2021. Yeah. You know, well, you would be. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it would be because there is that expectation, right? We all yeah. sort of have that mutual, almost social contract that we're all going to be connected. And if I ping you, you should be pinging me back in about fifteen seconds, right? Yeah. Like if that's not, that's sort wrong? of the mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I One mean, I reasons? also am a husband and a father, and I do need to be connected because things happen. And my wife calls me all day long with, "Oh, you never guess what happened to Jake today." And you know, and and now my Jake and Emmy do call me. Like they have devices and. Not phones, obviously, but they have devices, and they call me during the day, and it would be awful if I wasn't uh, answering their calls. I think they would, they would feel terrible. Mm. So one of the things I'm excited about the, the, the smartwatch I have now is I can, I'm turning on the cellular to it so I can actually walk away from my phone because it's going to be a lot easier to only check it really quick to see if it is a silly message or something like that. I don't get a lot of phone calls anyway. Mm-hmm. From I mean, it's usually just Casey, but, but it... I, one of the things I like about this is allowing me to leave the phone at home. Just take this because I can get the phone call, I can check the email, and I'm done. You know? Yeah. Right. You're not putting any socials or anything else on there? I don't think you can. I, you oh, can get good. notifications, but, I mean, I, like, if, if you were to text me, I, I could read your text. Or I could, if you messengered me, I could read it on, on the watch. Uh-huh. But I don't, You're I can't get on Facebook. You're through your feed, right. No, I can't get on Facebook. I can't. Not that I'm aware of. I don't think you can. You can't do Instagram or nothing like that. But okay, you can check good. the notifications, right? So Right. That is good. That's an interesting way of, I guess, being a little bit more minimalist. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still being connected but not having the ability because your smartphone is a, 
it's a computer. It's it's a full fledged yeah. computer. You can just about do everything on it. So being able to leave that at home and just have the watch on me so I can answer that phone call, I can check a message. That's all I want when I'm out and about anyway. I don't I don't want to sit down if I'm in the store in line. I, I hate that. You're in line at the store and people just like at the stoplight, right? <laughs> it's like Put your phone down and look, people are moving. You need to move too. I don't want to be in the store with all you COVID people. I want to get in and out and keep my distance. Pay attention, please. Or same thing <laughs> right. at the stoplight. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like sitting in a doctor's office or whatever and just like picking up the magazine or not, just sitting there and thinking, yeah. you know, like those. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, no, I, I <laughs> kind of liked it. I mean, I don't want to go back to it though, because now I know I can go and figure out what the Kardashians are doing next week or whatever, you know, stupid, stupid, you know, um, clickbait comes know, up usually like 11 year old issues of like people magazine and like cosmopolitan at the dentist yeah but it'd be like i don't know it'd be fun i was 11 yeah i don't know i i never minded and i guess i still don't like just sitting in silence you know thinking i i, I can i <laughs> when i have if i have i have one game on my phone in the yahtzee or it's not even called yahtzee it's called but it's basically it's yahtzee yeah. And people tease me about that. They're like, what about candy cars and whatever the heck all these well, other games people are constantly playing? I don't have games on my phone. Yeah. yeah. I, but I do have Yahtzee because if I go sit at the doctor's office, it doesn't have to have a cell signal to work. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have to interact with anybody else. It's just roll the dice and play a game of Yahtzee. I like no, that. So. I take that back. I think I do have like a Mahjong type game on there that for the same thing as like on a plane or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Anyways, why is this episode so hard? Yeah. Let's do um, iTunes review reviews. We do have two new ones. Yes. European ones, yeah? One is Swiss. I guess they are both European, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, just Belarus meant not American. <laughs> but you, just, you saw who it was from, right? Yeah. Um, okay, Let's. I'll do the Swiss one. You could do John's. So this one's from Switzerland. This is from Swiss Anouk. And the title is Ushi Tat Means Maker. So the review is, I love this podcast. Found out about it from Joshua Alexander from My Hands Gallery and Ushi Tat. Check him on YouTube. Remember there was like a whole, like yeah. one week, there was like a, like we got like a whole slew of those. I wonder if he did whatever he did then again. Or this person's late to the party. Maybe they went back and they watched that video from two years ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. It was, it was like word for word. Like, yeah. We had like that whole run of them. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He does some, he does some really amazing stuff. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, okay. And from Belarus, which is um, a Slavic nation, I believe. Correct? <laughs> you are correct. You are correct. My family is from there. The town of Pinsk. Oh, really? That's why you're Pinsk? It's... Yeah, so it's southwest of Minsk, which is the capital city, yeah. and uh, and and Pinsky is a pretty um, common uh, Jewish last name, and so people ask me all the time, "Oh, are you related to so and so Pinsky?" I was like, "No." What happened was, is when they left there and they came here, wherever here is, they get to the border guard or whatever, and they say, "Where are you from?" Pinsk. Okay, you're a Pinsky, hmm. and that's how that last name came about. So it's a very large family, but not really blood related yeah yeah interesting Belarus I'm out oh this is from John made it uh, (laughs) our our world traveler I'm out of the office and will return at some point if you need an urgent five star iTunes review please contact someone else regards John made it how do we get in (laughs) touch with someone else 
via iTunes. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Via iTunes. It wouldn't hurt anybody's feelings if people would give John a break and just write a five-star review. I'm just yeah. saying. No. Bill, is it hard to do? Uh, is it hard to write a five-star review, would you say? I'm, I'm saying... People must have that attitude, right? Why is this so hard to write a five-star review? But it's not. I think it's very easy. I think it's it's you click on the link that we provide you. Um, you only have to, you know what? All you have to do is put five stars, and you can put a question mark, and we'll still read that. We'll go, huh? Huh? Right? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um. <laughs> weekly tip segment. I already said one at the beginning, but I forget what it was. No, hmm, I think it was, was a long time ago. Super yeah. important. Yeah. Um, I got one for you. Always pre-drill hardwood. Yeah. Yeah. Crack. <laughs> you know what? Always people pre- think that like hardwood is hard, right? So it won't, but it splits. Yeah, it splits. You know, and there are pre-drill softwood screws. too. <laughs> you, no, I agree with you, yeah. but but you drilling. I mean, screwing into a two by four. Generally speaking, because it's it's softwood, and usually because it's wet, yeah. it won't necessarily split, especially not at the end, like if you're not. In if the you're end. in the middle, you'll be all right. Well, well hardwood yeah. can crack, but it can also break your screw. I mean, right? Heats up a so, little bit, grabs that screw, the head snaps right off. So. Yeah, yep. easily. Yeah. So you could you could either uh, use wax, you could use soap. Some people use soap to sort of lubricate the screw before it goes in. Or and there's pre-drill. Also What's that? Yeah. Well, as well, yeah. Pre-drill for sure. Mm. And uh, and the other thing is is they make um, fine thread screws for hardwood versus the coarse thread, mm-hmm. which is for uh, for softwood. Well, you can also tap hardwoods and just use a regular machine screw. Yep. Yep. I do that all the time, actually. It works really, really well. Yep. Oh, uh, that's one other thing I'm working on right now, actually. We, uh, my, my wife's father uh, gave us a... One of those Sonos things. It's like the, the speaker that connects to your phone so you can listen to Spotify or whatever. And it also goes on. Oh, so here's another one of these things. So for the uh, for the backyard, for the, the ice rink, I got these string lights. And I and I mounted them onto 2x4s, which I pegged into the ground. And so it's strung up. And it's really, really pretty. And I plugged it into one of these um, smart outlets. So I've got a floodlight, which is like stadium lighting that I got from this company, Hypericon, that sent it to me. And we bought floodlights from Costco, and they both go into this two-outlet smart outlet that plugs in and then um, connects to our Wi-Fi. And then through Google Home, I can turn the lights on and off from my phone, and my wife can do the same thing. So our thermostat, our doorbell, and now these lights are all connected to the uh, the Google Home app. And so um, where was I going with that? Uh, I, I don't know why this tip segment's so hard. but Tapping hardwood for oh right so right so i got the sonos right so <laughs> so the sonos also would connect to this app so i'm i'm on this kick of like smart home stuff right now anyway really? so i it, he uh he gave us the unit sounds but pretty smart <laughs> it's smart uh but this it's got a quarter 20 um i guess receptacle on the back where you could sort of wall mount this thing but he didn't have the wall mount anymore so i'm fabricating a wall mount so that we can sort of put this thing up and uh, and also have it connected to the Google Home app, so I'm excited to to do that. I, I spray painted it last night. I'm waiting for it to dry. Um, yeah. So that was the so hard pre-drill, wood. huh? 
Pre-drill. Yeah, definitely pre-drill. Why did I say that? I think I, because I, I used hardwood for this mount and I tapped it. That's what made me think of uh. it. Um, what grabbed your attention this week? Let's go to Tim Sway. Um, oh, God. I, the, you know the, the podcast 99% Invisible? I love it. They had the, yep. the, the book. They have that book that I'm came out. Roman Mars. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love his voice. Um, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they have a book that came out, and it's all like the hidden secrets of the city, like all these things. You yeah. Just, yeah, I'm sure. Well, if you listen to the podcast, you know. Um, so I, I bought that for Vance for oh, cool. Christmas, which means that I bought it for myself for Christmas and gave it to Vance. Um, but the idea is that because Vance is into you know um learning and stuff and um what you know you know my wife <laughs> you know, apparently his dad's not but yeah, yeah. my kids are not into learning yeah <laughs> yeah no well, uh, is into learning and stuff yeah, you know no learning. adrian he does that learning but yeah, my, my wife does most of the the brunt of the homeschooling but like what i, I do is i'm like the jackson pollock homeschool. that's I'm good gonna, i throw paint on the wall and i and try to like spark interest in things and 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 uh so I, I got that book for him for Christmas. I said, this is for you and me to go through. Like, we don't have to read a cover to cover. We'll pick things that look interesting. And and so just in, like, the foreword of the book, before we even got to the book, we went off on these, like, three, like, awesome conversations. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, we were just sparking things. Like, we were looking up, um, like, we had this whole conversation about the Empire State Building and the race for the sky against the Chrysler Building, you know, the Tiles Building, yes. which then led to the Twin Towers, which then led to my son saying, like, did anybody ever... There wouldn't. It's too bad that the twin towers are gone. You know that that whole horrible story. And then it was like he was saying something about like oh, it'd be cool to like swing on a, a rope from one to the other, and that brought me to Man on Wire, the Philly Petit guy that did the cross. You know, and yes. it, it was like, and we were like on page like negative three. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and, no, it's great. Yeah, and so that's just like that's just if you're looking for a book that's going to stimulate your brain a little bit, make you look at things and appreciate things a little different, that's I recommend it. It's also a great nice. podcast. Oh yeah, the podcast is even better like because phenomenal. you don't have to read. They do all the reading for you. Yeah, they you. just they just talk to you. Yeah, it's pretty they just great. Just tell you stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill Lutz. Oh, I'm going to take a cheap and easy way out. Stephen King, The Stand, is now oh. like a mini series, and it's so far. It's it's kind of cheesy, but it's pretty intense. It's pretty cool. So check it out. What platform is that on? CBS All Access, I think, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I'm sure it's. If, if you don't have it, Tim, let me know. We'll hook you up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was curious, like, because that look, did look interesting to see. Um, so. I am um, on uh, Amazon Prime. The fifth season of The Expanse is now. Oh, out. that's our next. Oh, thing. there's a fifth season. There's a new season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's the first five episodes have uh, been released, and by the time this epi- our episode airs, the sixth episode will be out. And uh, man, this is like if you're into sci-fi at all, The Expanse is unbelievably good. It might yeah. be the premier bar being set for sci-fi. Seriously, yeah, it, I agree. It's like really for me, good. it's Battlestar Galactica and then The Expanse. Like that's how good it is. I want to watch I, Battlestar again. <laughs> I, I just recently did. It's phenomenal. I know, and it got As me. You know, I told to you. Yeah. Um, I re- I like. I really liked this season of Mandalorian, but The Expanse is still head and shoulders. The back. Mandalorian is more cute though compared to yeah. Battlestar Galactica and Expanse. I yeah. mean, 
Mandalorian is just like it's just the rifleman in space. You know what I mean? Or any yes, one of those. I agree. It's shows. a spaghetti it's, western. It's fun. Yeah. You know, but it's yeah, yeah it's it not like fun. like the Expanse was. I mean, God, that was a great show. Like or, we're also um, watching um, his Dark Materials, which is. Yeah. I, I remember reading these books a long, long time ago, and they're doing a really good job. But again, it's just a little more on the cutesy side. It's more G-rated as opposed to yeah. a, you know R-rated, um, and that's how I feel about uh, you know, Mandalorian. So, hey, right. Yeah. Hey, while we're while we're on the sci-fi kick, and we've lost all of our listeners, um, hey, cool, cool. Did you <laughs> did you ever watch either of you ever watch SG One Stargate SG One? No. Yeah, I used to watch it when it was live. <laughs> there, well, there were like ten seasons of it, and I was just like kind of yeah. scrolling through because I'd finished whatever I don't even remember what science fiction thing I just finished, and I was like, oh, I was like, I watched the first one, and it was a you know a little dated and cheesy, but at the same time, it looks like it has potential. It was like I don't know, like all those um, it's like I would say it's a good Guild filler. Union actors like when you're looking for something to watch, but dude, it's got the original MacGyver in it. So I know that's Richard why. And, Dean was, Anderson. and they made a they made a like a joke. They're like in the first episode, it was like an hour and a half long special or whatever, and it, they were like, "Like, oh, we'll have to MacGyver something up to get this to work." And then just kind of like <laughs> one of them just kind of does, you know, <laughs> like, that's hysterical. just subtle. And I was like, "All right," that's I was like, fun. "Maybe I'll watch a second episode." Just you for know that. what? For for its day, it was a pretty amazing show. <laughs> I remember, and I was curious if it held up. I mean, like, because like that's you know, funny. you watch like the Next Generation or something, and it's like it's still it's fun because it's like your childhood, but it doesn't like. Like necessarily hold up in a lot of ways. Some episodes do, some don't. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, that's a good way to put it. But then, it's a know, filler. It's a filler show to watch. Right. But Enterprise. Yeah. Oh, watch that again too. Enterprise yeah. is Scott good. Bakula, yeah. Yeah, but the problem with that show is, is that it starts so great and then it ends so disappointingly. It, I know. I know. You watch the first two. Seasons. They run out of money and they run out of time and yeah. then they just. You're, you're too harsh. Too harsh. That's all I'm. Saying. No, but that's it. Like they they did an entire season in one episode. Like, they wrapped up a story arc way too quickly. I, I, I get it, but still, you're being too harsh. If you let down those parameters a little bit, you'll enjoy stuff more. I promise. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But I recognized the conditions under which it was made as well. And moving along. <laughs> still, it's still my favorite series. I mean, like, I think it, like Picard was pretty good, and I haven't finished uh, the latest Discovery yet. Um, yeah, me neither. But, um, but I, yeah. I didn't even finish Picard, actually. Uh, that, Picard was good. I liked it. Um, That's what I heard too. And I started it, but I didn't finish it. I'll have to do that. Hmm. Okay, let's move on here. Um, our websites WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com, and GuineaPigThanks.com. <laughs> Contact us for show topics, suggestions, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, you can set, send us an email, info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com, or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. Those iTunes reviews. Need I say more? You know Patreon. what? Let's start. Let's let's start a review campaign for "Make Tim Pay Gwen." <laughs> oh, hashtag! Yeah, hashtag. <laughs> she she gets paid. It's all hers. Everything. Okay. Yeah, she gets paid in compliments. I understand. It's not the same thing though, Tim. Uh, Patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. The absolute best way to somehow get Gwen paid after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, and that being said, have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Be good. Or get paid.